Buongiorno. That's Italian for good day. Monsieur Mengus here recording a special episode covering college football with a special guest who is beyond knowledgeable in the world of sports. If you didn't know, now you know. End of Regulation is here to fill you in on everything you missed and everything you need to know. Let us go ahead and meet the rest of the Stu crew running the show. Reporting from the East Coast for the first time as a resident, Girthquake Grimes, how we doing? Uh, we're good, fellas. I think we are five days out from the start of college football, so uh, new job, college football right around the corner, so, you know, life's good. Things are looking up. Uh, things are looking real. Yeah, life's real good. Well, um, next up, coming to us fresh off uh, crashing a wedding, Tommy Lasagna, how we doing? Uh, good. I was not crashing a wedding. I was um, a plus one to the wedding party. <laughs> And that is actually the ideal part of going to a wedding because you get all of the benefits of the dinners and all the stuff beforehand without any of the responsibility. Fun fact. Fun fact. All right, well, let's kick it off. Cue the music. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Derek Jeter well, ladies and gentlemen, the reason you are here without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce the individual that's ushering in a new era of sports betting. But first, some background info about his game-changing business. Capus places a team of former D1 coaches and athletes who pride themselves in providing the best sports consulting business in the game, covering every sport from football to European soccer. Capper's Place has the edge when it comes to finding value in their picks. With Capper's Place, you get detailed and transparent analysis behind all their plays. Invest, don't gamble with Capper's Place. Jay, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Obviously, second time on here. Um, hopefully, we will continue to educate our listeners. Um, but wanted to kind of just shoot the shit here to warm up. Uh, obviously, we all know each other, but want to hear a little bit more about your background. Um, educate the people kind of about Capper's Place, the progress that you've made, and the success you've seen. For sure. Uh, my name is Jason Silva. As you guys obviously know, um, I founded Capper's Place a little over a year ago. Um, started me and a few buddies who were teammates of mine, played high-level uh, football. I, I played at Western Michigan personally. Um, from there, we had this idea years ago as sports gambling comes legal. Um, we should use our knowledge, uh, some of the trends we picked up over time that have been proven and made us winning gamblers. Um, use those as we've you know, gained a budget after getting out of college and uh, a bankroll as you know, you, you've referred to it in gambling. And, uh, yeah, we've been successful in uh, growing the brand. We've hired guys in uh, all major sports. And what we do is um, basically just consult somebody on how to gamble. Uh, most people out there, you know, 80% of people are losing when gambling. And uh, the system's set up for you to lose. Um, simple as that. So what we try to do is bring the edge to you guys, uh, to the customers, uh, to the people. Normal better. Uh, the guy going in there and now sports books are legal and handful of states going on the sports book and using some of their paycheck you know we're going to help you become an educated better and have a sharp bet and uh, be on the right side and hopefully win money hell of an introduction well we were just joking that harrison's now moved to new york where that is uh unfortunately illegal so if there's a will there's a way Gardner. he's uh he's shit out of luck no oh. no money in the, no money this season <laughs> well um let's go ahead and uh digress no more we'll jump right into it we've got college football here for you today yes, uh, or tonight i should say um and we'll kick it off with some banner and i'm going to kick it over to harry douglas to start us off with uh you know the updates about the u yeah so the reason why the u is really in uh in in the news right now is one they just had a major quarterback uh competition between uh jaron williams tate martell who's the transfer from o uh, ohio state and nikosi perry who was the starter for about half the season last year he kind of they, they were doing a quarterback co by committee which is never something you want to see out of out of your out of your team uh and that's why they went seven and five last year but um they're also playing you know this weekend saturday night 8 p.m eastern time 
they're going to go head-to-head against Florida. And uh, this is going to be a huge game for them. They're going to have Jaron Williams, who is a redshirt freshman, uh, starting at quarterback. Um, coach Manny Diaz, who's, who's going to be a first-year coach, uh, former defensive coordinator for Miami, and really had was one of the best defensive coordinators in the, in the nation for the past three years, uh, is going to take over at the helm. He brought in Dan Enos over from Alabama, who uh, coached uh, the likes of Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, uh, some pretty good, pretty good players, uh, you know, in, in, in the college football era. And so, you know, for them to pick Jaron Williams, I've got full confidence that, that he's the guy. Um, you know, obviously they're at practice every day, they're studying the film. So as, as a fan, you can, you can only do, you know, you can only have full confidence in these guys picking Jaron Williams to go out there against Felipe, Felipe Franks and Dan Mullen. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully Miami can pull it off. Um, they got a really good team. Uh, there's some question marks on the O line, um, and, and you know Florida is is no slouch either. They've they've got six returning wide receivers. Felipe Franks is you know arguably one of the probably top ten quarterbacks in college football. And then they've got a guy like C.J. Henderson who is uh, you know undoubtedly the number one cornerback in college football. The dude is a you know with a, you know no with no joke. Uh, first round NFL draft pick uh, next next year. So, um, you know, that's what's up in Miami. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm ready to rock. Uh, this this game's going to be this game's going to be wild. Jay, what are your thoughts? Regarding do you have conf- Miami, do, re- yeah, do you have confidence in yeah, yeah, Miami's what, uh, decision? Yeah, I know a bit about uh, Enos. He, uh, he actually was the head coach of Central Michigan back in the day. Um, so played against him. Uh, he's also been the uh, quarterback coach and offense coordinator at Alabama and uh, Arkansas in recent history. And uh, he's a hell of a quarterback coach uh, by trade and also an offensive coordinator. Um, so, yeah, I have complete faith in that decision. And if you look at it, um, Williams, who they went with, um, over Martell, who, you know, he got the waiver. And that's that's the popular pick. Um, you know, everybody's talking about it. But uh, Enos saw past that. There's no politics involved from what I heard. Uh, Diaz and Enos didn't talk about it all camp and then came together uh, the day of the decision. Um, tried to have no bias involved and uh, both decided, hey, this is our guy. So it seems like they made the right pick in our eyes, God in my damn. mind. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, Jay, Jay, do you know what the line is for that game right now? Yeah, uh, it actually, I want to say when it opened, it was up actually around 10 or 11. I don't know the exact number. I want to say it was 11, but that just seems crazy. Uh, but I want to say it was 10 and a half, 11. It is uh, at, it's at, at touchdown right now. Okay. Yeah, I saw Florida by a touchdown. Some books, seven and a half. Um, some eight with, you know, juice, 130, uh, 135 juice. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's going to be around touchdown. And, and honestly, I, I see it creeping even closer towards Miami and uh being about six and a half points by uh, time to kick off. Is that just public money kind of flowing towards Miami because people yeah, think it'll think, be a closer game? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a lot of public money. But then again, uh, the Sharps did move the line uh, when it opened up from, like I said, 11 and a half, 10 and a half, 11 down to 8, and now it's around 7, 7 and a half. There's a lot, well, a lot of question uh, marks around that game. I, I'm, uh, I'm staying away from it personally just because there's, I've got too much, you know, a little too much heart in that pick, you know what I would do, but uh, but I'm 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 psyched for that game. It's gonna be a good way to kick off the college well, so there's, season. So there's two games uh, that are kicking off the college right. football season, and the following uh, is at 10:30 p.m. and that's Arizona versus Hawaii. Um, thoughts thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, anybody? I mean, I, is it a solid match? Is it a solid matchup to kick off the college football season? Obviously, the you know the rivalry between Miami and Florida. Uh, is a good way to start us off. Um, but yeah, wanted to hear great. your thoughts on that second game kicking off at 10:30. Yeah, I mean, my my personal favorite thing about betting the Hawaii games is that they generally end between like two and three a.m. <laughs> Eastern time, and so I'll just like blindly bet I'll fade Hawaii and just wake up with money in my bankroll oh, the next God. morning. And uh, so, Tom, I, I thought your nights. Tom, I thought you were just getting into like, form at two or three in the morning. <laughs> that was uh those are the old days I'm a little washed up now well um let's uh let's move on we've got the ap top 25 um that was released today so for the first time in school history clemson takes the number one spot followed by bama 
Georgia, Oklahoma, and OSU. So um, pretty hefty lineup. Not all that much surprise, but want to hear from you guys what your thoughts are. I would say uh, just initial reaction. Everything seems pretty, you know, pretty standard or pretty usual, you know, especially considering how last year ended. Um, the only team that I would say, you know, I would put a question mark around and maybe they could fall out of that top five would be Ohio State. Um, you know, no Urban Meyer. You got Justin Fields who, yes, he's a nasty quarterback, number one recruit coming out of high school. But I think, you know, when you lose a head coach like Urban Meyer, there's just some, you know, there can be a little bit of shake-up, a little bit of turmoil. So Ohio State's the only one where I, when I look at that list, I'm like, maybe they're the only one I would say, like, maybe doesn't belong. Um, you know, curious to hear, uh, Tom and Jay, what you guys think. Yeah. Um, to, uh, yeah, as regarding Ohio State or the just, top four in yeah, general? Yeah, just the top four in general or top five in general. Yeah, I uh, I think this year, I mean, it's even for we re- we released our own top twenty five. Um, check on our website, caversplace dot com. Um, and even for even for us, uh, it was tough to try to um, move any of those big school. You know, the big teams, the powerhouses. You could say, um, Bama, Georgia, um, Ohio State. But so, what is what is the Cappers Place top four? Yeah. What, well, tell me this. What do you guys have top four, top four as? What did you see today released? Today released was Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So we released Clemson, two Ohio State, three Alabama, four Georgia. So we did throw a curveball in there with Alabama at three. Uh, we wanted to mix it up, and we do see Ohio State, I, I think, being undefeated. I think they, they deserve to be up there. Alabama. Um I have actually a really bold prediction of Alabama that maybe I should wait a little bit on. I'll, I'll drop when we get to those season win totals, actually. Yeah, so so the Bama win total came out today on the, the Westgate Superbook at 11. And it sounds to me like you think there might be a loss or two in there. Yeah, I actually got a pretty bold call here uh, taking the under um, in this 11. Uh, I see a push. Push or a win on the under. Uh, I see them tripping up. They play LSU. Their schedule is favorable this year. Um, they're missing a lot of the powers in the SEC. They don't play Georgia. They don't play Florida. They do play LSU. I see them tripping up to LSU late in the year. Um, and then also in there, we see the possibility of them uh, losing one more on the road. Week 12, they have to go to uh, Auburn. And then they got to go to Mississippi State, who will be dangerous this year. I know they lost a lot of people last year, but... Uh, Mississippi State will be dangerous. Um, Moorhead's a great coach, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna be dangerous. They also play they play Tennessee at home. I see no trouble there. I mean, the schedule does it would be easy to say the over, but uh, we're gonna take the chance here and, and see them uh, looking at this easy schedule and being the demise of them this season, uh, losing to LSU and then catching one more loss against either Mississippi State or Auburn on the road. All right, under it is. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, another one that I was looking at, uh, Clemson, is 11 and a half. Um, yeah. I, I'm probably going to take the over 11 and a half. And, I mean, I know my, my issue with Clemson is just the, the amount of talent they lost to the draft, and especially in that defensive line. Uh, and then they have a huge game at Syracuse, which they've struggled at Syracuse in the past before. Um, and, and Syracuse is continuing to just get better and better year in and year out in recent years. And low-key, it might be the hometown kid in me, but I think Boston College might give Clemson some issues. Um, obviously, with star running back A.J. Dillon, uh, you know, the defense comes to play. You control the clock with Dillon. I don't know. That That's going to be a game I have circled where I will be betting Boston College big. But... In the grand scheme of things, Trevor Lawrence is fucking nasty. Yeah, and you, I just, you know what, Tom, you know what that uh going back historically, being as I'm a Boston College fan my whole life, um I've been to a handful of BC Clemson games throughout my life, and uh, I remember back to the days uh, Matt Ryan days, and even prior to that, um I could rattle off a bunch of the BC guys. We gave Clemson when we tra- came over to the ACC trouble every single year. I remember uh, we went to double overtime, triple overtime, and double overtime back to back to back years when uh, we were playing them as the underdog. Um, 
so history history could prove that to be right this year. The strong run game, they're losing a lot of defensive linemen. Uh, I kind of like that call. And also Syracuse, too, historically, has given headaches. So I, I kind of like that. But that kind also contradicts your over 11.5 call. I, just, uh, so. I, I have a very difficult time seeing Trevor Lawrence like bat an eye at any defense this year. After what he did to Alabama in the championship yep. last year, and when you get when you've got T. Higgins and Justin Fields and then Travis Etienne in the backfield, like it's not going to be easy. And then Trevor Lawrence, who you know, let's just be honest, is I know he's not the favorite Heisman winner right now. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, the guys, the guy, you know, he's he's got every he's got everything you want in a quarterback. So you know, he's I just don't see how even the hair. Well, uh, yeah, the hair, <laughs> hair is something. sunshine, baby. Uh, I, I think they can go 12-0 and 0 in the regular right. season. I don't see why not. I, you know, they might get tripped up a little bit by like a Syracuse, but I don't think enough to to, to take an L in, in, that, in that game, Oregon's Boston College. But they might, you know, it might be something where it comes down to the wire. They don't cover cover the points, but I, I still think they go 12-0 this, this, uh, this season. All right, let's ride the over then. Um, well, in terms of just going right down the line, with this uh, Georgia over or under on that eleven, it's hard for any uh, SEC I, team to get eleven wins. I, I'm give me the I'm over fading. there. Uh, oh, all right, we got a little uh, little lock fight here. Like right, it. Perfect. Let it ride. No, I like it. No, I like it. I think Georgia. My our preseason poll is tough. We we couldn't. Uh, it, it's it's almost disrespectful and just wrong to put ahead of some of these teams who didn't earn it last year. That's that's a lot of the uh, pushback I have with uh, the team when making the top twenty five. So, um, with this said, it contradicts our top twenty five. But I th- I think Georgia is going to be the best team in the country this year, and I think I'll take them with eleven and take a push, or I think they go twelve and zero. I think they they have the schedule to do it without a question. Uh, from I wasn't sold on at first with a year another year under them. Um, that offensive progressing, the stable of backs and uh, lotter turners. I think Georgia is the team this year. I think their schedule is set up this way, and. Um, I, I'm taking the over there. Uh, that's a personal lean of mine for sure. All right. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like they're. You could, dude. You I could mean, totally be right. You could totally. Harry, you want right to break here. the tie here? They got. They got a. <laughs> they. They have Notre Dame at home, which is going to be a very interesting game, and then they play Florida in Jacksonville. Um, I don't. I don't even really know the. Which school is closer yeah, to Jacksonville? I think they roll honest. both. I think they roll both of those teams. And then they also yeah, travel to Auburn. Um, yeah, I think so, they roll them too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're more, beat, Tom. I'm take, at it, the more I'm looking like a I'll, push. I'll, I'll take the over. Push. I'll break the tie. And honestly, I like I like the whole, like, you know what, if anything, it'll probably just, you know, the push is probably pretty likely, but no harm, no foul there, right? Push is a win. Yeah, yeah. I. I think yeah, push is a win, and I think I'd rather be on that side. Um, yeah, I, I think I rest my case. I, I think Georgia's <laughs> that team. Um, if we want to dive into a Georgia breakdown, we can take that route. But I, I think uh, enough said. Georgia's that Georgia's that team this year, and I think uh, the experienced quarterback come back. Uh, once we get into, I hope we touch on Heisman hopefuls. He's uh, actually a long shot of mine at plus four thousand. That I think the team is the team success going to set him up to have a possibility to be in the Heisman running come the end of the year all right then we'll go over all right well let's uh push on harrison mentioned it uh a little bit his doubt about osu and what they're capable of the season uh they were marked at 10 and a half so i'll turn it over to you guys over under um i think i'm gonna go under i like them as like a, a 10 and 2 team you know um big 12 or a big 10 is a tough schedule and uh, you know, I think just with some of the changes that they've had in personnel and and uh, and all that, uh, you know, uh, they're a good team. They're always dangerous. Don't get me wrong, uh, Jay. I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me on this one, but uh, I I, no, I think they I, I actually I, think they might drop, I don't you know, I don't too. disagree. I don't disagree at all. I think uh, I think the under would be the play. I think this one's going to be close. You said it was ten and a half, correct? Yeah. That's what I yeah. that's what I have. Yeah, that's what I see too. Um, Ten and a half, yeah. I see um, Northwestern. They got to go play Northwestern on the road. They got to play Nebraska on the road and Michigan State back to back to back. Weeks. 
Oh, yeah. And then after that, Wisconsin comes to them. Um, people are low in Wisconsin, but they're a strong team. And, hey, Tom, I, I this got to be your guy. Johnson over at uh, Maryland this year, right? Your quarterback? Which guy is that? Virginia Tech chancellor. Oh, yeah, Josh Johnson. He just dipped out. Um, Virginia Tech is going to be a fucking mess this year. We're not even going to. Let's not even bring them up. No, but year. well, no, they, no. I was actually referring to him being at Maryland because um, they roll. In the, they they have to play Ohio State after they get out of their first four, four first four games. Um, where they play Cincinnati week two. Um, they have a conference game week three against Indiana, and then week four they play MAC team Miami Ohio. Um, they should roll. That'll probably be their homecoming game. But then after that, week five, six, seven, eight, and nine, they go at Nebraska. Have Michigan State at home at Northwestern, who could trip them up, and I think will trip them up this year. I think Northwestern's going to upstate upset Ohio State uh, week nine in the season. I want to say week seven this season. Yep, you heard it. Uh, and then they go to they have Wisconsin. They host them, and then they host Maryland. I know Maryland sucks, but uh, those four, and then that's a trap game. I think with a capable quarterback uh, towards the end of the year, and because they, they're going to be looking straight towards Michigan State. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Michigan week twelve. Dude, that, right. that's a that's yeah, a serious yeah that's a serious gauntlet of, of of games. I mean Nebraska, they, I mean they were you know they were what they were, what they were last year, last but year. this is a completely new year. I think yeah. Scott Frost is going to get those guys ready to go, and then you know Jonathan Taylor, arguably the best back in, in college football, uh, coming come the week after that. So uh, yeah, that's that's a and Northwestern in between, man. Yeah. Northwestern, I'm telling you that that that's a tough, 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 tough team. They got to figure out their quarterback situation, but I think uh, Fitzgerald will, and they're uh, they're in the they're just in the middle of them, just in between. They're in between Wisconsin, in between Michigan State and Nebraska game, and I think that's the game that's that's trips them up. Yeah, short travel, and uh, yeah, I really like that. Northwestern's going to be a hell of a team this year. Well, we got last up, and correct me if I'm wrong, unless we touch upon it. Oklahoma at ten and a half. I'm off this. This is, this is you guys. I'm off this one. That's <laughs> tough. That's tough. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I just. I, I don't know if I'm sold yet. Um, on Jalen Hurts, it, that's the the biggest question mark. I don't know. I mean, they without a doubt have a top three rushing attack in the country, uh, and you know I don't think scoring points is going to be an issue for this team. Uh, but you know, in, in a conference with no defense and leaving it in the hands of Jalen Hurts to, you know, put up thirty five. 40 points a game I it, it makes me lean under I'm probably going to stay off this one but if I had to pick a side uh, I'm probably going to go under here uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take yeah it, it's it's so tough man I mean the big the big 12 just nobody plays defense you got to put up 50 points a game to to stay competitive and stay winning uh I've I've got pretty decent confidence in Jalen Hurts you know when he was at Bama, he's never been the best passer by any means. Um, you know, he always relied on, on Bama's defense as well as a running game, game to, to get those national championships. But, you know, they've got a nasty passing attack. They've got a solid run game. As long as their defense, defense can just hold up. I mean, games like Texas is going to be tough. Uh, do they play Oklahoma State this year too? Uh, they do not. Or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the last game yeah, of the season. Yeah, they do. Week 12. Week 12 yeah. at... Uh... And they're at State, ten and a half. I mean, trust me, like for for anyone who's thinking about you know betting on the win total for Oklahoma, it, you're better off staying away from it. I think that's I think that's a consensus here because uh, there's just a few too yeah. many question marks and, and tough games. If I was gonna lean one way, um, as I said, I would stay off as well. I'd lean I'd lean under for sure. Um, let's stay away or lean under. I'd have more confidence in being nine, ten wins than I would eleven. Yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah. Well, let's move on um, from the elite and talk a little bit about the ACC. Harry, you want to take your Hurricanes here with uh, an eight and a half? Yeah, I mean, there's really let's let's call it three games on the schedule that are going to be tricky, and that's Florida, Florida State, and um, and Pitt. And Pitt's given Miami, you know, absolute fits the last I think three seasons, three or four seasons. Um, and, and Florida is a toss-up. I mean, I get that. You know, I think uh, the ESPN predictor right now is saying that Florida's got a 75% chance of winning that game. Uh, Florida State, I'm not too concerned about. I mean, they're always going to be competitive. That game's always going to be close. Um, but I like Miami to, to take that one. 
I, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't go nine and three. I, I really don't. Um, it's it's risky because you're only going to be you would only be winning that bet by by a half game. Um, but I don't see why they couldn't go nine and three, ten and two, somewhere in that in that range. Again, there's a lot of a lot of question marks about uh, our offensive line. Question marks on the new quarterback. Um, but you know, defensively, I think they're going to be strong. And uh, from everything I've been seeing from from camp and, and interviews and all that good stuff, um, so I would take the over. But I'm, uh, I think I'm a little biased. <laughs> well, hey, you're a real. Uh, you're a real. I mean, that's pretty honest uh, analysis. Uh, saying that Pittsburgh could catch. They, you, they catch seem you to guys, do it every uh, year, so man. They, they really do. Yeah, that's a game. That, that's a game that uh, definitely yep. they could lose. Um, they have a pretty. I think their schedules. Um, pretty favorable though, to be honest with you. I think they, I think they could get nine, um, for sure. Well, we're we were gonna run it on here as a little bit. I showed it to Tom while he was here, but Dana gave me a call uh, and said that Miami's playing in a cupcake league and Virginia's gonna reign supreme. So Dude, Virginia's uh, he, he not wanted... shit. We lost him last year. It was a complete <laughs> joke of a game. Uh, he he left me a voicemail saying he was listening to us on his car ride back. He told me to tell Girthquake Grimes uh, that Miami dude, wasn't shit I'm and they the weren't anything to be concerned about. Outside of your mind, uh, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident you guys lose the right, this year. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you in a few weeks. Then he's gonna like that. <laughs> um, Let's see what the line is. But Virginia is gonna be strong this year, and I like their. Uh, I like their head coach. I like the program they've built over the past few years. They've taken their licks, and I think they're going to be pretty strong this year in that ACC conference. Well, he'll uh, he'll obviously be glad to hear that. We'll see how it pans out. We'll circle back uh, in an episode or two. <laughs> but let's um let's talk UNC. We got a five and a half. Uh, what's uh, right. over under looking like for you guys? Uh, I specifically this is of every pick we give, maybe for the rest of the year. I could not be more confident in the under five and a half wins for the University of North Carolina football no. program. <laughs> they play the the only game that I have circled on their schedule is their senior game on November twenty third when they host Mercer College. So, I mean, just just looking up and down this schedule, uh, opening with South Carolina that's always a fun game. Miami, Wake Forest. App State, never an easy game. Clemson, uh, Georgia Man, you want to slam the, upsta- or the upset on Mercer. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe. They could very well roll into that game 0-10. Like, I just... Oh, wow. This team, oh, is, wow. this team is a mess right now. I know they just brought in uh, Mac Brown. I think he was handed a heaping pile of dog shit. And I've, I've heard that their, their quarterback from last year is now playing linebacker on defense. So if that tells you anything about the state of UNC football, fade the Tar Heels week in and week out. That's all I have to say about these guys. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm yeah, sold. Tom, 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 you, you fucking kind of just sold me, buddy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie. All right. And uh, now that I'm looking through that schedule, man uh, – you're right. I, I have a lot of hope for this conference in the near future. I mean, this uh, program in the near future. But uh, looking through the schedule, this looks like the hardest fucking ACC schedule that I can you can find. Yeah, I mean. You're right. Every week, every week, they got a pretty tough matchup for them. Wake Forest, Dave Clawson in year four, tough matchup. App State, even though they're at home, close travel, tough program. They're going to spread them out, but tough matchup. Georgia Tech should roll. Dude, the only games they should definitely win would be Georgia Tech, Mercer. Yeah, you're fucking right. This is gonna. <laughs> that's actually. That's a. That's a really good find. On paper, looking at it with uh, Longo, the new co- offensive coordinator, and Mac Brown coming in, and they return a really strong wide receiver. They actually have three who have played and scored scored for them. Um, and you got to think too with that linebacker mention that you had. It's a great point, but. Transitions happen. Year one, things are going to be tough for them, but they're going to build. And uh, them yeah. at least changing from that quarterback over to linebacker shows they're ready to make a complete rebuild. So um, I think things are looking up for them. But, yeah, more you say it, dude, that's a fucking good call on that on there. I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah, uh, I, like I think lot. they're going to be licking their wounds. And then, you know, by, by the time they sort of get into a groove, 
uh, th- those last few games, uh, you know, UVA at Pitt and then at North Carolina State to finish the season. I just don't see fi- I just yeah. don't see five and a half taking the under. Yeah, I see four and eight. I see four and eight there. That's that's dude. That's generous too. That's that's a really good call. I like that a lot. I'm <laughs> Thank you. sold. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, we can move on. Wanted to uh, spitball an idea at you guys. Let's talk about West, Vir- West Virginia from the Big 12. Uh, I mean, West Virginia is just another team. Same, same, same as North Carolina. Just no Will Greer. Losing David Sills, who is the most prolific wide receiver uh, over the last couple of years. I, I do not see a fun season for West Virginia. I think they are just going to be the the rag dolls of the big 12 unfortunately uh yeah I, I i can't really i can't really put my two cents on this one i don't really know much about the program i, I think jack allison might be starting quarterback there i think they're they were in a competition um but i haven't seen much on it uh but yeah they've always you know another big 12 team that just doesn't have defense and just kind of relies on trying to put up 40 plus points a game and uh, i just don't think they're gonna be able to do that this year consistently especially against the, the better teams in the, in the big 12 so I'll, I'll, I'll ride with Tom here. Well, what are our thoughts here on the Big Ten with Penn State at eight and a half? I'll take the under there all day. I think uh, Penn State's a very overrated team, um, and they're they're not going to be in the top twenty-five come week eight, halfway week six. Um, I think they're going to get exposed this year. Six and six, seven and five season for Penn State. Ooh, I'm uh, I don't know. I'm kind of on the other side of this. I think I think Penn State has. A lot of good pieces, and you know James Franklin has just been continuing to grow and grow the program uh, over the last few years. Now they seem to just all of a sudden be this fucking magical running back factory, and I think the you know the next man up mentality is instilled in this locker room. Um, they have a very very tough stretch uh, down the road, but you know Idaho. Buffalo, they should Utah. take care of. They should take care of Pitt. You know, they play the first three weeks at home. I think they come out three and zero. Maryland will be tough. They better. <laughs> they better come out three and zero against those fucking. Maryland teams. will be tough, and then <laughs> I don't really know what to think of Purdue this year, but Penn State could be five and zero, and then you know that's where the you know mid October conference play hits and. Uh, they have some pretty unfavorable draws at Iowa, at Michigan State, at Minnesota, at Ohio State. Rutgers, Indiana should be wins. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm looking one, two, three, four. Yeah. I'm seeing definitely six, seven maybe, and eight's going to have to be an upset. Uh, maybe I am flipping here. All right, yeah, fuck it. I'm flipping. Under. Eight and a half. Flip-flop, Tom. That's a flip-flop. That's uh, a flop. Sorry, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think you're making money on that flop, though. Flops no, flops uh, can equate to money. It don't matter. You know. Well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, everyone's favorite conference, the SEC. Um, we'll kick it off here at the very top of the list with Florida at nine. Jay, you want to take a crack at it? Yeah. Yeah. This one's yeah. tough for me, man. <laughs> this is one of the ones I put a uh, put an asterisk next to because um, I know what they're gonna bring offensively. This schedules, but it, I it's, this is one because um, I didn't even touch on your Miami Florida matchup because uh, this is tough for me. I think that, I think they're gonna have a really good team this season, but I think they're gonna have some um, tough matchups. They gotta play LSU. They gotta play Florida. Let me get to my notes. I'm pretty sure they have to play Florida this season. Um, I'm torn on the over-under. I would lay off it personally. If I was pushed to take a side, I would take – shit, I would take the under. I, I think um, I think they're going to have a tough time with Auburn, even though they got them at home. That's going to be a big test for them. Um, after Miami, they should, uh, they should be able to get it going, a little momentum going with Kentucky, even though I know that's a sleeper game who's given them trouble in the past. I think they roll Kentucky. Um, put them down. They, they handle Tennessee at home. Handle Towson, yeah. They, then they run into a tough, uh, tough stretch here. They they got to play Auburn at home. They got to go to LSU, go to South Carolina, and play Georgia. Yeah, I uh, I take the under. That is if they can take Miami down. Right, yeah, Douglas. I think they definitely take Miami. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying anything. 
You know what? I, I don't blame him, man. You should have confidence in a Miami fan. Um, but yeah, I think year one, you gotta you gotta think, man. You, their their players are saying this isn't a rebuild. If you guys are shouting that, they should they should they're gonna uh, find out quickly that this probably is a rebuilding season. Best, be- um, it, it can't be a rebuild coach, though, Jay, because um, they got they have the best line or one of the best linebacking cores in the nation. They've got. They do, and it's too bad. It's too bad because it's going to come and go in oh, the blink of an eye. Uh, we'll see. I, I still got full I still got I, full dude, confidence. I, I, don't, I don't think you guys are going to be bad. I don't think you're going to be bad at all. I think you have a very capable team. But uh, I think Florida's head and shoulders above. We'll see. Uh, Dan Mullen and, and Manny Diaz used to be on the same coaching staff, so I'm sure they, they know their, their tips know. and tricks yeah, you know, about each other. Dissecting each other's playbooks. That's right. If I'm cor- if if I'm not mistaken, uh, he worked yeah, for yeah. Mullen was Mullen, head coach. Correct? Diaz was the DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's uh, a, a small tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, a tidbit that yeah, I think the advantage works in the other other direction uh, for Mullen more than yeah. it does Diaz. But go on, sorry. No, 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 not not to worry at all. It's good. I like it. Uh, Tom, you want to kick us off with Mizzou at eight and a half? Uh, yeah, this is a team that uh, I'm definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under here, and I think Mizzou is just going to tank, uh, just because of how lopsided their schedule is. They really don't have any competition uh, through the first five games. Really, Wyoming, West Virginia, Southeast Missouri, uh, South Carolina will be an interesting game, yeah. and then Troy. Yeah. Um, but then the you know the SEC comes in. And they're at Vanderbilt. That will be a tough game. At Kentucky, at Georgia, three straight away games in the heart of their season. That's tough. Only to come back home for Florida, um, finish with Tennessee, and then and then Arkansas. Um, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under here. Just I think there's you know again same thing. New quarterback coming in. I just uh, I I just don't see them. Yeah, I'm going under. Under. Stop stop flip flopping here. Looks like Harry's on the I'm, under. I'm too. on the under as well. I'm on the under as well. <laughs> Easy enough. Well, uh you mentioned them there at the end of Mizzou's season. Uh we texted Brent to see if he had any thoughts uh other than they suck. What are your guys' thoughts on Tennessee at six and a half? <laughs> uh no, I think that sums it up nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, are you taking the over or the under there? Under all day. That's like uh, a three and nine team. Well, uh, next up on. I think no, no. I think you know what? I'll touch on that one really take it, quickly. Please. Uh, out of conference, out of conference, they're playing BYU at home. Uh, BYU's going to come give them trouble at home. Um, play Georgia State at home week one. They should roll them. Yeah, week two they got to play BYU. Out of conference, they could trip up there. They get some more con- uh, confidence with Chattanooga and get into SEC play. Um, later in the year, another out of conference game that just is always a whack in uh, someone's schedule, and you got to run, out, jump out of conference. Those always seem like games that may not trap somebody, um, a program, but when it comes to covering spreads, it's a it's a good game that you may be able to catch a good spread on, unless it's a complete lopsided team. Um, I can think of a number of games in the past few years where this came to came into play. Um, so UAB Tennessee later in the year, watch out for UAB. There is uh, what I'm trying to say. Because um, they're jumping out of SEC scheduling and playing team out of conference, they're gonna it could be lackadaisical game, but uh, Tennessee's gonna suck. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think under six uh, six is fair. <laughs> under six is fair. Fair enough. That out of con- my point my point being that out of conference schedule on top of the SEC that they have to play. Yeah, another sad wow. year for Jeremy Pruitt. There you go, Brent. You heard it here first. They're bu- they're building for the future, though. I will say that they've. Uh, I actually came across a few of their recruits and uh, watching film. I watch film on fucking every level of football from high school and up, from JUCO, whatever as you could imagine. And uh, I came across a few of their guys who were only ranked three stars. I couldn't believe, but Tennessee stockpiling some talent. Um. Well, next up on uh, the list here is an LSU team at nine. I'll kick it over to uh, Harry Douglas to start us off. LSU is this is another I'd probably stay away from. They always tend to be a bit of an anomaly. Um, solid team last year, you know, losing Greedy Williams is great, or you know, it's tough is a really tough loss for them. But they're always loaded uh, in the secondary. Uh, Grant Delpit, you know, arguably if he's you know, not probably not the best cornerback, 
Uh, or is he playing safety now? I always kind of forget where, where he plays out there. But uh, he's, he's a, a game-breaker for sure. Um, I think they're going to be a good team. I, I just think... I just think they're going to float right around that nine, maybe ten win range, and, and that's just enough to scare me off to, to just stay away from it. Um, you know, there's a couple of big games in there that uh, that are going to make or break that win total. So, uh, and, and I've never really been a big fan of Joe Burrows. Uh, I, I just, you know, ever, he beat Miami last year in week one. <laughs> Um, but I just wasn't that impressed with him most of the year. He, you know, he's a bit of a dual threat quarterback. Uh, I just, I just, this is one that I just can't seem to touch. I, uh, I'm on the other page there. I love Joe Burrow and something about him, something about the way he plays that LSU offense just rallies around him. I, this is another one I'm going to stay off of, but if I had to pick, I'm leaning over, uh, simply because, Aside from uh, their game at Alabama, they have Auburn at home, they have Florida at home, and then they finish the season with A&M at home. I think we're going to find out a lot about this team week two uh, when they travel to Texas, and LSU-Texas is going to be a wild game. Uh, Sam Ellinger, great dude. Uh, I I can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't know. I just I, I'm all in on LSU this year. I'm taking the over. I think this schedule right here is probably the hardest schedule in the country um, out of the top teams. Out of conference, they got to play the smaller schools who are going to be coming. Um, Georgia Southern, Utah State, two formidable opponents. Out of conference are smaller schools. And then you got Texas, who's a top 10 team um, with a big offense. And they, they got to play Texas A&M Week 12. They got to play... Uh, Alabama week nine, Auburn week eight, Mississippi State week seven, uh, Florida week six. Um, they're 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 gonna have a tough time. But I will say, if LSU comes out of this unscathed, ten and two, eleven and one, could I should I say? I mean, possibly even twelve and zero. This this team will be the most battle tested team in the country. Look out for the look out for them Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers! If they, if they get through it. They got to go to Alabama. Um, we week nine, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be the season right there. Hopefully, they're in position for that game to be, uh, you know, uh, ten and or uh, you know eight and zero versus nine and zero game or something. Yeah. You know. Well, last up on the list here is Auburn at eight. Um, well, see, Auburn is another there. team that I, I'm a little partial just because they got Jared Stidham now playing for the Patriots. He's looking good, um, but, <laughs> but I don't know who's gonna fill his shoes and. Any you know, when when you're in the SEC, re- recruiting is is cutthroat, and I I I don't know exactly where their recruiting class is ranked, but I I feel like they're just outside the helm of uh, of pulling in those elite elite quarterbacks, and looking at this schedule, yeah, I mean same thing: A and M, Mississippi State, at Florida, at Arkansas, at LSU. Uh, that's deadly. Their schedule and is finishing stupid the season. Hard. Yeah, their schedule is even harder yep. than uh, LSU's. I mean, that's that's just the nature of the beast in the SEC. Yeah, but it is. I, I, it, they got to play Oregon out of conference. Yeah, Oregon quietly yeah. ranked eleventh in the country too. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's the pack your Pac twelve mm-hmm. winner right there. So yeah, that's a tough way to start the season. Yeah, I'm I'm riding under week four. You're looking at A and M. Yeah, I'm gonna ride the under as well, and I'm I'm gonna say Gus Malzahn's time in Auburn might be. Uh, yeah, I would say this rankings get is uh you know they they're coming off for solid season, but uh yeah I think I think uh his time's running out as well. Uh, I I think they they're they're living on their name right here up at number sixteen, and uh, fun fact Auburn actually uh, changed their logo right. Uh, you guys have uh, read about saw this it briefly, at all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they took out the negative space in their logo, and people are going berserk. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, what a, well, what a bizarre well, thing to get like news. Line. Yeah, what a bizarre thing to get news cred, but you got to remove negative space <laughs> to be in a winning program, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's funny though. I I couldn't believe it when I read it. Yeah. Well, it, shall we move? Shall we move on to our way too early uh, college football playoff picks here? Let's do it. Well, let's go ahead and kick it off. Um, 
the question kind of elephant I should say to address in the room is you know will we see another Alabama Clemson part five college football playoff um, reality is we probably will but want to hear from you guys and who your picks are for making the New Year's uh, six games here I think our cappers place boys might have a might have a sneaky uh against the green pick for this one yeah i would say uh going uh, this first first being uh the under and the win total for uh alabama i think that would that's a very hot take um predicting them to go 10-2 with losses um lsu and auburn week 12 and then auburn week 12 so i think they're gonna go 10-2 and um yeah we don't think alabama's making the playoff this year folks um uh, that's the hot take from capper's place i i yeah um should I roll my bad? Should I roll yeah. into my? Uh, should, do you want me to give all four? You guys want yeah, me to give my my yeah, top four? All right, yeah. Cabers plays top four. Um, number one, we're going Clemson. Number two, we're going Georgia. Number three, we're going LSU. We think we think Bama's getting pushed out. And then number four is going to be interesting. Is Oregon's schedule strong enough to make the Final Four spot? Because I think that they're going to run clean. I think their biggest test is Washington. Washington's going to be a formidable opponent, but I think Oregon wins the Pac-12 and possibly goes undefeated. Um, big win week one over Auburn and then uh, rolls into the season. Um, so are they going to be number four? Or is it going to be the mix of either one of the Big Ten teams, Ohio State or Michigan? I think I think it's going to be one of those teams, one of those three teams, Oregon being the long shot out. Can a Pac-12 team get in? It's tough. Every year they talk about it. Uh, Washington snuck in in the past. We'll see what happens there. But So I just wanted to float that out there. There's going to be three teams with that number four opportunity. And we're going to go with Michigan. Michigan's going to take the Big Ten this year. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of parity in the Big Ten. That Big Ten West specifically, I think Minnesota's going to catch up some people. Iowa's going to catch some people. Iowa State, Northwestern. Um, I think that mix right there is going to hold out uh, everybody but one team in the Big Ten for an even opportunity. And I think Michigan beats Ohio State and gets that chance at number four. And uh, the long shot there being Oregon, if their schedule's good enough and the Big Ten beats up on each other enough. Yeah, I mean, for, for Harbaugh's sake, like I'm I'm – praying that Michigan beats Ohio State this year. The whole Urban Meyer thing is kind of always going to loom over him. But if Urban Meyer leaves and Harbaugh still can't get it done, we might be talking about his time being short shortened up at Michigan just because, you know, we year in and year out just getting it handed to you by your rivals. I think I think Ohio's won like 14 of the last 15 meetings between the two. As uncertain as I am about Ohio State, I think they're going to end up sneaking in at four. I agree with your picks. Um, the Bama is a hot take, but I think I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all for Georgia and LSU to jump them. And then, yeah, like you said, it's, it's going to come down to you know, the Big Ten or you know, an outlier, someone like Oregon. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. I'm I'm throwing Ohio State in the mix at plus two forty. I'll I'll take that all day. Um, Harry, you got any last thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Bama's gonna get in. I I think it'll be something along the lines of Clemson, Georgia, Bama, and I, honestly, I I like the Oregon pick. Um, you know, if if they go twelve and zero, it's gonna be really hard for you know, the committee again to push out an undefeated team. It's easier to do it with a, a UCF than it is to do for an Oregon Ducks. So I, I like I like Oregon getting in at number four. Alrighty. Well, before we dive into our way too early Heisman odds, Jay, I know that you had some week one picks. I don't know if you wanted to uh, throw some out there. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to do that. So I'm going to give out six leans of mine personally. Um, these aren't going to be – some of them may, um, and this is not to be deceitful. Um, these are just my leans. We haven't made our final picks for the 30th yet. You know the games are August 30th. We still are two weeks out. There's a lot of information, a lot of injuries, a lot of things that could happen. Um, so with this in mind, these are my, Jay's personal leans uh, for week one. I'm going to give you guys two dogs uh, to watch out for week one. One being Northwestern, plus six and a half. They're traveling up to Stanford. I think this team's the real deal. I touched on it earlier. I think this defense is going to be one of the best in the country statistically. I would really, I really think that uh, I really see Northwestern just giving them giving them problems and uh, being a possible out, outright winner. 
the the other team actually um, that I want to talk about as being a possible dog to watch for week one, guys, is a team that we actually just ripped on. It's going to be North Carolina playing South Carolina. South Carolina's thinking they're going to roll over them. Mac Brown and Phil Longo. I believe, uh, I believe his name is Phil. Yeah, Coach Longo. Uh, between the two, they're going to come in, and I think they're really going to surprise uh, a sleeping South Carolina giant week one and uh, possibly cover that spread. I don't, I don't see them winning, but I, I, I see them taking it down to the wire, and then I see them falling flat on their face the rest of the season, North Carolina. But I think week one, being that they have a new system, new coordinator, on so many uncertainties, it's going to be tough for South Carolina to game plan. And uh, that's a sleeper right there. Um, I have a couple others. A big favorite that I see covering. 33.5 point favorite, <laughs> fellas. Michigan at home against Middle Tennessee State. I actually played against Middle Tennessee State a few years ago. Their quarterback just graduated. The coach is still there, stock still. Uh, his son, Drew, just graduated. And, yeah, I think they rolled that 33.5. Michigan's going to have something to prove week one, and they are going to roll that. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, week one minus twenty two and a half. They're playing Louisiana Lafayette. Um, Do you guys see that scandal with uh, Louisiana Lafayette? Or not scandal. I'm sorry, but uh, controversy with the coach trying to make uh, players donate fifty dollars to the no. Boosters. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came out. I read an article on Football Scoop the other day about it. Louisiana Lafayette. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, Raging Cajuns. Uh, Coach Napier, they they officially decided to not make the players play pay. So uh, somebody took you to the higher up. From what I hear, there's a lot of stuff stirring in that program. They're gonna come lay an egg against Mississippi State uh, week one. Um, like that. So that's a that's one more yeah one more favorite. And then uh, I got if you guys had to ask me two leans right now uh, that I would jump in and uh, play just uh, off listen to this or something that I'm just gonna give you educated. Um, that are probably going to be on our picks for Capper's Place. Um, so if any two that you listen to, these are two that I'd really have confidence in. Rutgers, 15 and a half, uh, hosting UMass. I know they've been terrible. The clock is ticking in uh, Piscataway. The seat is hot, and uh, they're going to feel that fire on their ass, and they're going to roll a new, uh, a new head coach, a new system at UMass, <laughs> who just lost Mark Whipple, brought in Coach Bell. Um, uh, yeah, Walt Bell and uh, staff at UMass is going to get – they're going to get stomped by a bad Rutgers team at Rutgers. For, and uh, if you look back last year, Rutgers, one of their lone and impressive performances last season was when they hosted Texas State and covered the spread one by 30-something points. We had that as well last year, I remember. Um, and then the last game, real strong lean, guys. Eastern Michigan, minus 5.5, playing Coastal Carolina. Eastern Michigan is going to be a sleeper here in the Mac West. Um, watch out for Eastern Michigan this year. They're going to give a lot of people trouble. Even my Western Michigan Broncos, so they have a chance of beating them this year. We've been beating them too many years in a row. Um, five and a half points. They should route a first-year staff here at Coastal Carolina. Rutgers minus 15 and a half. Eastern Michigan minus five and a half. Two locks that will most likely be on VIP card of Capper's Place come August All right. 30th. Love, love, that. love that. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and kick it off into our last segment here, which is our way-too-early Heisman odds. Um, I'll kick it over to anybody who wants to pick it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Tua is the early favorite at plus 250, uh, but my pick is Trevor Lawrence at plus 300. Um, you know, he's everybody, everybody in the NFL wants this kid um and just you know i know it's it's hard not to expect some sort of regression after just exploding onto the scene last year and what he was able to accomplish last year um but i just i can't i don't see it i think he's just too good it just he makes it look easy out there and at you know plus 300 i feel like that's just excellent value for you know the reigning championship winner you know soon to be number one overall draft pick um give me trevor lawrence plus 300 well i'll make it easy i'm riding trevor lawrence as well for a lot of obvious reasons uh i just think i just think that offense is going to steamroll <laughs> yeah. most most of that schedule they've got in front of them so give me trevor lawrence all right awesome i uh I, i'm with you boys trevor lawrence is that dude he uh, is a safe pick at plus 300. Uh, make it interesting, throwing a, uh, 
A dark horse plus 1,300. Adrian Martinez, sophomore quarterback, playing for Nebraska and Scott Frost. Um, that he, he, He's going to build off a great season last year. Um, Adrian Martinez has a really good chance. If this if this Nebraska team exceeds expectations, I believe their over-under win total is 8.5. If they can win 9-10 games... Um, Expectations are high in that in in um, in town, but uh, as far as nationally, if uh, they can win even nine games and he puts on the way he can, and the offense is going to put him in position to, he's got a chance at plus thirteen hundred. And then uh, for the long shot, forty to one, boys. Jake from Georgia, think the best team in the country. Quarterback's going to be set up for play action pass really well, which is a big part of Kirby Smart offense. And uh, he's got the arm to stretch the field, so I see him being a really good uh, opportunity at 40-1. to 1. So I'd say Trevor Lawrence, plus 300, safe pick. Adrian Martinez at plus 1,300, somewhere sitting there in the middle. Um, that people are looking over, and then Jake Fromm, plus 4,000 as your long shot Heisman winner. Very nice. Well, uh, we'll close things out here with some buzzer beaters before we um, bid you a farewell and send you our thanks. Tom, what do you got for us? Uh, well, we posted earlier this week about it. Uh, the Little League World Series is on. Uh, great, just great, great sporting event. I, I love it. I, I've always loved it. Um, but I more importantly needed to give a shout-out to the Virginia team from Loudoun County. Uh, that's Northern Virginia. Uh, they are 2-0 and and have thrown consecutive no-hitters mm. in their first two games of the tournament. Uh, so yeah, shout out those youngins. I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. Let's uh, let's bring it back to, to Virginia. <laughs> to the good old state of Virginia, Tommy. Or uh, sorry, Harry. What do you got for us? Yeah, well, not no shocker here. I just want to give my last thoughts on the good old Miami Hurricanes. So I just want to say that the U is back, and it feels good, <laughs> and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock Orlando. I- uh, August twenty fourth, eight p.m. I I just there's no words. I mean, the fact that college football is back and football in general. I mean, it's it's felt like ages since it's it's been around. I know you know the Super Bowl is only like three or four four months ago, uh, but I'm I am just over the moon. Are you gonna shed a tear? I'm, I'm over the moon, man. I'm on cloud nine right now. Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm like itching to get out of this week. I'm I'm uh, I'm in orientation with my new job and or uh, you know whatever you want to call it, onboarding. And, you know, this week cannot go by fast enough. Well, uh, holy shit, gentlemen, that's it. What an agenda. What a doc. Uh, Jay, we cannot thank you and Capra's Place enough uh, for joining us here tonight, giving us some insight, and uh, just having some fun with us. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys, man. It's a great, uh, great opportunity to get on, uh, spend a few few minutes with you guys, and uh, talk football and uh, share some knowledge. Which, uh, hey, which you guys yeah, a- absolutely. Hey, Jay, where can we, uh, where can we find you guys? Yeah, man. So uh, you can you can go on to cappersplace dot com, um, c a p p e r s p l a c e dot com, and uh, there actually we have a ton of stuff going on. We're uh, posting content, trying to get that out daily from. Uh, different members of our team so you're going to get different perspectives um on games we're going to break down games um that are already done just give you kind of our view from the gambler's perspective and also the athlete uh, fan perspective um so from that to live odds uh to places to bet uh where you can claim bonuses with some of the biggest sports books uh which we've recently partnered with uh bovada five dimes uh bet openly dealer sports book and um Oh, Bookmaker. Yeah, so uh, we partnered with all those. We've created a uh, Where to Bet page. So you go there, you can claim any of those bonuses. All licensed sports books that we prefer to uh, refer to people um, that you can trust. So, I mean, if you want to, from going to check lines to um, looking for premium picks, which is part of our system, we have a proven system and model that we've been selling to people for the past two years. And uh, people have done well off it. And that's why we're in the business to be transparent, to help people out, and give people real insight. Not. Uh, not you know some guy saying now oh, you got a lock let me tell you something guys there's no lock in sports so um if you want to come learn and play with educated sharp gamblers um and guys who are going to put your money in the right spots come play at cappers place check us out uh, like i said cappersplace.com or on instagram at cappers underscore place um we're on facebook and twitter too but not as much uh, we're building those pages out as we grow but uh yeah uh, those those places i also i also um 
I also recognize your hat. Are you guys selling some merch on the site as well? Yeah, it's uh, actually pretty cool. Uh, actually, if you guys don't mind, I'd actually like to make a pretty cool announcement. Uh, we're actually going to, um, in talks with and going to officially do, we're going to sponsor a fighter in, um, on ESPN 6 coming up, the Boston Beantown uh, UFC event coming up October 18th. We're going to represent uh, and sponsor a local uh, fighter from Boston, uh, Randy Costa. Um, so we're going to have, we're going to have his, our logo on his merch and stuff like that. We're going to be selling t-shirts for him, um, with our, that's also going to be supporting Capper's Place. So those are going to go on sale. And, uh, we're also working with a great, uh, goes by Notorious Ed, uh, great graphic design artist. As you can see, uh, some of our, uh, new stuff, the, you know, this Kemba Walker with the, with the globe, you guys saw that, uh, that edit we got done, um, or the football stretching out, um, we got the guy catching the ball, um, that graphic done. We got a bunch of cool stuff coming, and that's going to be put on the shirts is what I'm trying to get no, to. No, no, that's awesome. Um, so the graphic design guy is bringing us all that type of merch. Um, we're going to be selling a ton of cool stuff on the site. Um, so from premium picks, checking lines, looking at free content to be able to get better, better, um, all that type of stuff is going to be on cappersplace.com. Um, so, yeah, we're trying we're trying to be unique and uh, find our, our space in the sports information industry, and I think we're doing a real good Yeah, job. man, well, that's, that's super cool, and uh... – Obviously, we'll try to um, try to get some footage of that fight, and obviously post that as soon as we see it. But uh, that's huge! Congratulations on everything you've done, and we obviously appreciate the brand that you're building, and we'll continue to ride with you guys and appreciate your time here tonight. Yeah, again, thank you guys. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on you guys' platform and uh, talk, educate, and uh, inform, and yeah. have a good time with you guys. So, uh, yeah, great man, time. absolutely. Really well, ladies it. and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed. If you are not already, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Additionally, please make sure to click to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Your subscription is our lifeblood. Uh, make sure to stay up to date on our weekly released episodes. Shakes is not here, so we will not be listening to any rock or country. We will be playing you out with some Nate Dog because on this day in 1969, uh, he began his career. Uh, in a California rap group called the Trio 213. So we're going to play you out with some Nate Dog. Hope you enjoy. As always, we out. Exclusive 213. <laughs> Got my nephew Nate Dog in the house. Nate Dog, holla at him. Where you at? Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to a sad girl sing. Sing about how she got her car broke. People reaching for stars. I just want me something natural When you're alone it gets mighty cold Don't act as if you did not know She let me play with her part I'm working late, I said I'll soon be home All the while the girl was on her phone Let me tell you what she crying for Why? Cause I'm fly Hey, super fly Nate, go Oh, 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 I'm fly Super fly, but me, I'm super duper, and I'm super duper fly. I be the greatest, I know you waited this, and I wanted this to be elaborate and so strenuous. Then you just slide by and quiz, You want another kiss, Is that the way that you gon' for his age? I know you're feeling all hurt inside, but won't you talk to a player? Let me help out your pride. I'm like a counselor, a pastor, a priest, or a psychologist, a shrink on a freak. Pete, my technique, I wear mink, skater boots, and I'm the rip that gets the loot. And I ain't afraid to shoot, and I love to toot toot. Beep, beep, as I slide up the street. I'm from the LBC, and I don't know what y'all done heard about me, but I'm a CRIP with some PIMP2. I'm a real pimp player from the 213 crew. Now look here, boo, if you gon' Bang or hang with the dog, you best to get in. I'll add a Nate dog. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to a sad girl sing. Sing about how she got her heart broke. People reaching for stars. I just want me something natural. When you're alone, it gets mighty cold. Don't act as if you did not know. She let me play with her heart. I'm working late, I said I'll soon be home All the while the girl was on her phone Let me tell you what she crying for What's I'm fly Yeah, he's super fly Yeah, oh, oh, I'm fly, yeah
G. Three piece with a mink, gotta think my shit stinks. Stacey Adams with a drink, pockets pat them, they come from brinks. So what the ladies wink? You the one in the Mercedes shotgun with the thing. Coach chillin', watching the Lion King, crying and things. Cause I'm with Snoop and Nate, singing, rhyming and things. I'm out late cause I'm grinding for change. I ain't with dying for dames. Cock back and I'm trying to aim at everything. That be hating my fame Since regulating Been lacing the game Ain't no mistake in the game She one mother effing thrizzle Sipping on the sizzle And that's the shizzle Four times for the riddles You know these bars Everywhere we go You know who was on You could tell by the car Champagne, caviar Bubble back I say I love you And I, I laugh in my car And I'm listening to the radio I'm listening to a sad girl sing Sing about how she got her heart broke People reaching for stars I just want me something natural When you're alone it gets mighty cold Don't act as if you did not know She let me play with her heart I'm working late, I said I'll soon be home All the while the girl was home alone Let me tell you what she crying for Why? Cause I'm fly. Yeah, he's super fly. Nate, go. Oh, 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 I'm fly, yeah.